Hello everyone, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, whatever time of day it is, wherever you are listening to this. I am Jed and you are listening to ACT's third stage podcast and what follows is the audio that was recorded uh, live and presented on May 7th during 2019 edition of Abilene Gives and uh, we presented it that evening as part of our Abilene Gives uh, festivities and goings on at the theater uh, that evening live on Facebook Live. Um, we basically, I sat down with some volunteers from the theater and answered questions that you had sent in previously, as well as questions uh, submitted by uh, participants in the chat during the recording itself. And um, it was great fun. This is the second year that we've done this, and I think we're going to keep doing it. And maybe we'll find uh, some excuses from time to time to do it uh, in times that aren't Abilene Gives as well. We'll see. We'll see. Anyway, um, I just want to let you know real quick that we had a little bit of tech- technical difficulties. Um, I was uh, recording the audio separately while we broadcast live over Facebook, and uh, but about halfway through the recording, we had a computer crash, and... We had to stop everything and restart it, restart the broadcast, restart the recording. And unfortunately, this meant that we lost the audio from the first half that I was recording separately. So I uh, have just pulled the audio from the initial video broadcast, which means that the audio in the first half of the show, uh, as you listen to it here, will it's not bad. It's just not as good as the audio in the second half. And it may be a little glitchy at a couple of points right at the beginning um and of course as i said before it cuts out halfway through but post technical difficulty it will then switch to the audio that i recorded separately for the second half and was able to save so like i said the first half of the show won't sound bad but the second half of the show will sound better anyway um now that that's out of the way i will hush and get to what you are actually here to listen to here we go Excellent. Excellent. It's working. Hello, everyone. This is a live recording, as we have threatened for the past few weeks, of ACT's third stage podcast. I am Jed. I'm one of your regular hosts. Neither of these two are my regular co-hosts, but we thought it would be more interesting to have. Random people. Yeah, take this as an opportunity (laughs) for you to meet uh, various volunteers and people around the way at ACT. So, who do I have with me? Um... My name is Amanda Keith. My name is Jeremy Mata. And uh, both of them, you may have seen Amanda recently in, um, she was in Othello for a brief while, and she was in same time next year for much longer than she was in Othello. Pretty much the entire, the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And then Jeremy, yes, <laughs> brief, brief moments, like the intermissions. Uh, Jeremy is our facilities chair, and he also just directed Cat on a Hot Tin his directorial debut with us yes and um yeah i think you may have been the first thing i saw you in indian wants the bronx yes yes Indian wants the bronx yes because the first thing i ever saw here was the first night act it was right in the middle of rehearsing for my first show here so that was an evening we still talk about to this day yeah (laughs) this is a good first night of one x yeah it was good exceptional it was solid all right, so um, I asked all of you over the course of the past few weeks to send in questions and things of this nature uh, so that, again, as I say, um, 
There's so much headroom. Let's turn this down a little bit. There we go. Um, <laughs> yeah, we all just lean in real close the whole time. Uh, but yes, we um, I have questions so you can get to know us, get to know your your theater a little bit better. So um, we will just jump right into it. We'll go down the list. Some of these questions are similar to some of the questions we got last year, which is actually good because I had different people with me last year. Who's who's here last year? Last year it was Tyler and Tim and Sarah. Okay. Tyler Sparks and Tim Chip and Sarah Bird. I watched that. Yes. You were saying you watched that last yeah. year, which was fun because at that point I did not know you at all. Nope. I had never met you. No. <laughs> so that's, that's creepy. Any of us. Uh, I mean, you knew like a few people from yeah. way back. Yes. You know, you know Keith from a long time, which you have talked about right. on this very show. Yes. <laughs> we met a long time ago. Yes. But you knew a couple of How long ago? 20 years. <laughs> I know. Wicked old. <laughs> well, that, that actually leads into our, our first uh, viewer patron question is, how slash why did you get involved at ACT? Um, the first show I did at ACT was in We're Killing Mosquitoes, yeah. while you're <laughs> listening. Summer in Texas. <laughs> um, it was in, I think, 1999 or 2000. Yeah, it was a long time ago. You both um, predate me by a long time. That's right. I'm old. Well, no, I'm, I'm middle-aged, too, but I mean, it's... Oh, rude. You've just been involved in the theater year. Yeah. Yes, that's all yeah. I'm saying. What, what, what did we do? We did funny thing happened on the way to the forum. Uh, I was a hooker. And a lot of people uh, were hookers. In most that show. Of everyone's a hooker. Yeah. In that show. That's, <laughs> that's yes. Yeah. And then um, <laughs> when I moved back to Abilene, part of the reason that I moved back to Abilene was because I knew we had such an artistic community and such a wonderful, lively theater community, and I wanted to be back in it and back to being a part of it. So within like a week of being here, I started like showing up and I worked um, with Ginger in the box office mm -hmm. on No Room because I just like showed up one night and I was like, oh, hey guys. I was like, I knew that. I was crew on that I show. I didn't know here. you were out here. Yeah. yeah. So I don't yeah. think I met you until you were uh, dial in. You were doing I, yes. sound and everything. Yeah, I did that and then I helped out with the one acts and then I did lights and sound and costumes for dial in. Yeah. Um, just kind of jumped right back in. Yeah. Yeah. And then a few months later, you were on stage, on stage for, for two, two solid hours. hours. <laughs> in compromising You're never positions. You're going to get rid of me. Yeah. That's, that was very much uh, my attitude when I first got here. It was like, you are stuck with me. Now. Right? I'm not even going to ask for a job. I'm just going to start <laughs> doing things. That is literally what I did. Yeah. Yeah. I, I very much, uh, I guess we should go down the line here. Um, I, I came here in 2015 was when I, uh, my first show was Crimes of the Heart. And uh, I was saying the show you were in that first night of One Axe was kind of in the middle of our rehearsal process. And so that was technically the first show I ever saw here was the inaugural night of One Axe. And um, I grew frustrated at the time that I kept saying like, um, when, when is this gonna be on Facebook? Are there, is there a Facebook event? Are we gonna do this? And they kept saying, Ah, it's a marketing committee thing. And I kept like, <laughs> when can I talk to the marketing committee? I found out that there wasn't really a marketing committee. They give you the run around. So I took it it's over and have been doing it since. Just do it myself. Yeah. <laughs> well, now we actually, well, like, well, there are actually like 
you know, there are people who do things. I lead it uh, my, myself and my wife and uh, our mutual friend, who is also a longtime ACT volunteer, uh, Sam Weaver. The three of us kind of do the uh, design work and um, do a lot of brainstorming with other people about uh, our marketing initiatives. So it's not like I took over and now I do it all. It's like we have, uh, like we're, we have actually, you know, worked on building a team since then. But um, yeah, and I, I may not be able to hold this sneeze off. It's all right. I almost hit you a second ago. Yeah. There was a mosquito. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> it's live. We're doing it live. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, it, it became very much a home away from home. I dove in uh, feet first, like you said, you're all stuck with me now, and uh, I, I love it very much, and it's very important to me. Yeah. Awesome. What about you? For me, uh, nine years ago, uh, it, I came to see a play called Inspecting Carol. Um, actually, quite a few people that I worked with at the time our, was our in friend that. Stacy Love's very first show. Y yes, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, that's. Uh, so I worked with Stacy, I worked with Nisha, I worked with Claude, I worked with Dana Floor, um, and they were all in the show. So I came to see them. It was an amazing show, and I, I, it was something that I had always wanted to do. So I asked them, how do you get involved? And they were like, you don't need any experience. I was like, great, because I have none. Yes. <laughs> I have none to offer. Yep. So I came in. Uh, Bob Barton was the executive director at the time and uh, auditioned for Harvey. Um, who, uh, and out of his insanity, he cast me as uh, in a small time role for, for the taxi driver. And I've never looked back. Yeah. I've done uh, at least a show a year, and then just recently started getting involved on the other side of the theater with the board of directors, and then also now directing. Um, mm -hmm. minute. But, uh, and it's also become a family thing because now my daughter. Uh, does CTE, yeah, and so she loves it. Yes. So yeah, that's that's how I got started. Uh, it's, it was just something that I had always wanted to do, and I I didn't get to do it in high school. I don't ha I didn't have any experience, but since they were offering and didn't need experience, I was like, hey, cool. <laughs> yeah, and, <laughs> and so yeah, I've been here ever since. That's something that we um, and we can well we can go and answer that now because one of the uh, other questions down the list somewhere is how does one get involved at ACT and that kind of taps into it the fact mm -hmm. that we um, we are not a theater that requires uh, experience or you to be at a certain level of acting ability to we basically if you have an interest on either side of the stage or stage or in any aspect of theater then we want you mm -hmm. because we, we uh, one of our primary objectives is education we want to think of ourselves as a, a teaching theater so if if you are interested but you don't have a lot of experience or any uh, by all means come down anyway because Absolutely. we yeah and it's it could be anything it could be being on stage it could be being behind the stage mm -hmm. it could be part of the the goings-on out here in the lobby yeah yeah uh, box office taking tickets doing reservations concessions are we on any of the number of committees helping you run yeah by all means all of it um and you can uh you look at 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 the best way i would say to keep it up with that information would be our facebook page and um our various social media twitter and instagram is at act abilene and then abilene community theater.org is our website so it all gets 
posted there so you'll know when there are auditions and what shows are coming up next and everything. Um, we have, before we go through the list, we've got a, uh, a question from a viewer. A Ginger, Ginger Vinson asks, tell us about the history of ACT and the best play you've ever seen there. All of my play, best plays I've ever seen here are going to be within the past five years because this. <laughs> but um, a little bit about the history. I know that um, we, this is actually a really big year for us. It's our 65th season. We got started in 1954, and then we moved into this building in uh, 1958. So it was our 65th season, uh, and our 61st year in this building, which is why the last two Abilene Gives have uh, dealt with restoring the building, yes. because we have been here for six decades. <laughs> and we love it, and we cherish it, and we cherish the memories that we have made here, but we would like the building to stand so that we can make six decades more worth of memories here. Absolutely. So, um, yeah. But yeah, we, we are actually one of the uh, oldest... Ew. Somebody just donated $500 an anonymous Yay. gift, so we can't name you by name, but whoever you are, thank you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> That's you. Awesome. Yes. Awesome. Thank you so much. Um, You're getting so close. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. No, that's fine. <laughs> I, I was going to say that we are um, we are one of the oldest continually functioning community theaters in the state of Texas. Mm -hmm. So we are a historical landmark. We are an Abilene institution. Yes. Absolutely. But um, yeah, I guess we can take a moment to talk about Abilene Gives. We are nearing, we are ever nearer, uh, that, that $500 gift actually puts us very close to our goal. It does. Yeah, so uh, Abilene Gives total has us at $3,835 out of 5000 And of course there are, um, there have been some cash gifts and some donations that have been made here at the, uh, at the building. People have brought it in here that, that the Abilene Gives total doesn't, uh, doesn't reflect. Oh. So we are actually sitting at $4,705 out of fi our $5,000 goal. So That's we believe that with your help, we can make that goal. And that'll go to, uh, hey, that's a, a wild Tony appears. Wild Tony. <laughs> huh? Yes. A little bit. We are. <laughs> <laughs> but, um. Yeah, we're, so that is super exciting. That is very exciting. That's cool. Yeah. So um, the other part of her question, what's the best play you've ever seen here? So I started with you last time, so this time I'll start with Jeremy and we'll go down this way. Ooh, no. <laughs> um, best play I've ever seen here. Man, um, I'm not, not being biased. I'm not going to be biased. Uh, best play I've seen here, and I've actually missed quite a few plays that that I've heard are are entirely better. But one of the one of the most dramatic and 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 moving plays that I've seen here is Doubt, um, and that had uh, Brian Elise and uh, Elise and Kayla Weinkoff. Uh, and then Mary uh, Hardegree. Yes, mm -hmm. oh my, a that, very it, stellar it was, group of people. It was an amazing, uh, just acting wise. It was amazing performances, uh, and then it was just a moving uh, play, and I, I thought that was that was a great, great movie or yeah. play. It was really powerful. Well, like I say, um, 
AZT, before I got involved, was one of those places where I kept driving by intending to get involved and didn't. So I did high school in theater in high school and kept meaning to come. Every year after graduate, I was like, I'm going to go over there. I'm going to get involved with those people. And it took me 17 years to actually do it, but, uh, but I did. Uh, so that means all the plays that I've seen here have been since then, since 2015. But I feel like since then, we have been in a very steady and powerful uh, climb in the quality of shows that we're putting on yes. and the things that we're doing. So I I, I've seen a lot of good shows here, actually. Mm -hmm. um, gosh, Doubt was one of them. Um, I mean, it, Cat on a Hot Tin Roof was one of them. Thank you. It was a really <laughs> good, good group of people that you put in there. It was I, I, that's one of those that I saw the cast list, and I was like, this is going to be incredible because these people are all... Um, Gosh, I mean, I don't. It's a hard it's question. It's hard to pick because I can just go down the list of what all have I seen in the past, and I was like, that was really good, that was really good too, and oh, that was really good. And I'm trying to like, like you said, not not be too biased. So I'm kind of leaving right. leaving off shows that I was in because technically I did not <laughs> see those shows. The shows you were in. <laughs> yeah, because the all I have, I will have fond memories of having been in and done those shows, and we'll talk later on about you know favorite parts you played and stuff like that. Um, but oh my gosh, yeah, uh, a piece of my heart was incredible. See that that's one that that I've heard was amazing, was and I didn't amazing. get to see that one. I have the uh, poster for a piece of my heart and doubt, and same time next year up in my office at work. Those were good posters because those were good shows, and I'm also really proud of those posters. So. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, a, a piece of my heart was the, a piece of my heart was one that um, just the entire time that was coming together, and I was not like involved with that show. I was just on the side, you know, talking to Ginger and talking to the cast, doing putting the marketing stuff together. But it was just watching that one come together was very like this is something special. We are doing something special with this one, and that was like. That was incredible, and we had the the Veterans Day dinner uh, during that one, and we had so many um, of, like th that's the fullest I've ever seen this theater was that Veterans Day, and even for 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 the play that it was, even the veterans I heard they were they were oh yeah totally um, in love with that show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we had it people. Them. We had people walking out at intermission, and at the end of the show, just in tears. We had. It was it was the most solemn. Like people usually come out during intermission, buy their uh, buy their snacks and get their stuff, and they're kind of like, oh, I'm enjoying the show a lot. Of, and it was just this <laughs> solemn, very somber. And we would ask them like, Are you enjoying the show? It's like it's it's really touching me. It's really speaking to me. It is very like. People, uh, people made emotional connection with that show. <laughs> we had people like even people who weren't veterans, but some. I remember having a woman come and talk to me. It was like, like she was having to kind of. That was the show we probably needed the biggest trigger warning on, uh, for sure, <laughs> because we had people who were coming out like, like you know, I wasn't there, but my brother was, and he didn't come back, and and um, you know, wow. just right. tell me, is is this show going to? stay dark the whole time and it's like mm -hmm. it's going to be dark for a while <laughs> it's it'll it'll end in the light but it's going to get darker before it gets there and it's it, but it was but 
I mean, you can go on for hours on how different Vietnam was than any other war. So there's hours and hours of discussion to be had on that. So that I think that show was something really, really special. So what about you? Honestly, I have not seen that many shows at ACT because I just came back this year and right. I've worked on almost all, almost of, them. all of them. Well, so. I mean, you, you, get out. You, did get to, you did technically see Dial in for Murder. I did. I watched it every night in most <laughs> of the rehearsals. <laughs> I've definitely had a lot of favorite moments um, yeah. in watching the shows, even the shows that I was in that I just really enjoyed and I thought, this is a beautiful moment and I mm -hmm. love being able to witness this happening on stage and it's excellent and um, like uh, in Othello when Kayla murdered Verity. Oh gosh. That we were all backstage rough. crying was, and just like oh, yeah. sitting and staring every night. It was incredible to yeah. watch. And then when you tried to kill Cece. That, that oh my so gosh. Cool. I remember. That was so good. I can remember when that was coming together. Uh, there was one rehearsal where it was like none of the rest of the cast was called. This is for Dial in for Murder. I, yes. I played the, uh, the murderer. hired in to do the murdering, <laughs> who in turn gets spoilers for a 60 year old movie. But um, <laughs> it's, but uh, yeah, there was the one rehearsal where he just called me and Cece, and we just spent the whole night choreographing the, the murder scene. And the way she, it was. Those choking noises were so It was good, amazing though. because I had to like wrap great. this thing around her throat and she, you know, have her fingers up there so that I'm not, but it was amazing because she was, it's supposed to look like I am manhandling and hurting her, but she was really in control of that whole scene, which is kind of how stage yeah. combat works yeah. with the, the, per, the, the, the victim character is the one who's actually guiding the action. And so, but she was just thrashing around and choking <laughs> and, and making the squeaking and, and then it, there were times where I would stop like, am I hurting you? <laughs> <laughs> Are you okay? And then when she no, finally, she, she stabs me and I fall down and then she has to, that was funny, it was my first onstage death. So, Aww, yeah. but, uh, and then she's just weak and sobbing and stumbling off the stage and Cece was powerful there. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. I think, I mean, this theater has been around for so long and it has done so much that there's probably multiple shows that will stand out and be a significant part of people's memory every year. Yeah. You know, because mm -hmm. especially in the past few years, I've heard about all the shows that y'all mentioned and people continue to talk about them because they were just, they were important. They were special. They yeah. were just, they were exceptional. Yeah. So we've got another question here. What is your most embarrassing moment on stage? Which one? <laughs> well, I would say, is like 80% of same time next year kind of? It wasn't like, Keith got all up in his feelings about having to make out that much sometimes. <laughs> he was so nervous about it. I was not that nervous. Yeah, it was fine. Once we started making out, it was fine. We spent a good yeah. chunk of the same time next year. You can go back in the feed and find the episode Hi. for same time next year where we talked to Amanda and Keith about it. There's a good chunk of time of spent on that. It was a lot. There was a lot of, and that was impressed me too because like it, it wasn't just like 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 you say it was like full on making out. It was a it lot was, of making out. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't a chaste kiss. Yeah. Right. It's, yeah. It was, but people who spent like forty was it forty years? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah it spent thirty. Extramarital years. affair. So. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
But actually, the most embarrassing thing that ever happened to me was the first time I was on stage at McMurray, mm-hmm. my freshman year. We were doing Oklahoma, and I was in the chorus, so I would like never dance correctly and kind of warble out a few notes. And um, we were dancing off stage after the big number, and I opened a screen door and hit myself in the face oh, with it. <laughs> and I had a nice bruise running right down the middle of my face for the rest of homecoming weekend. Nice. I don't think I've ever had any embarrassing moments. I've definitely had close calls, Mm -hmm. and it's always with props. Like sometimes a prop gets away with from you. Um, One was uh, one flew over the cuckoo's nest, um, where we snatch a broom away from. We could ask Stacy about a funny embarrassing moment from one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Oh, (laughs) Jeffrey Castleberry. Can tell about the Jeff Castleberry story? You have oh. to come back here so we can see. Yeah, you got to be. Oh, part I of have it. to be on. It's live. Too? Yeah. What? what? You know, t- tell us about the embarrassing moment you had with Jeff Castleberry and the one flew over the cuckoo's nest. So I make see me blush on camera really yeah. bad. <laughs> like, um, this is Stacy. Um, where do you want me? <laughs> you, okay. I, I, I okay. can move for if you want to. I can sit on this, but I'm gonna get down really short. Okay. Um. That works. That works. Walking is hard. (laughs) You can sit down and then then I'll come back in in a second. Okay, I want to be on the camera. Um, (laughs) So during Cuckoo's Nest, um, my character had to go in through a window. Who was your character? My character was Sandy, and she was kind of a party girl. Um, (laughs) And she really liked Mac. so I had to come in through a window, and Jeff was supposed to um, help me, and came through the window a little hard, and I bloodied his lip. How? But why is that embarrassing? <coughs> I didn't. I did it with my boobs. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. That's what he said. Allegedly. <laughs> and Jeff Castleberry will. Uh, Always tell that story. Yeah, yeah, he will. That's um, amazing. Alleg- <laughs> Allegedly, I would yeah. think it was my elbow. Um, that would I make so much respect for your boobs. <laughs> I know. I mean, they kind of they kind of needed their own billing in the program. <laughs> so yeah, that's my um, embarrassing. One of my embarrassing onstage stories. <laughs> I mean, which other time do you want me to trip? Well, the time I trip during Panache, the time I trip during It's a Wonderful Life, um, the time I tripped any show. <laughs> I actually don't remember you tripping during It's a Wonderful Life. It was during oh. the be- the meet and greet at the beginning. I oh, slipped down yes, into the yes, audience. Oh, okay. I do remember mm-hmm. that now. Well, yeah. yeah. I don't feel like I've had a lot of embarrassing moments either, other than just kind of the standard how sometimes you get up there and your line leaves your head and you sit there for oh, a minute yeah. and there's an audience there and you're yeah. like, I gotta say something right now and then yeah. the other actor prompts you with your line and you feel like an idiot. So, yeah. I mean, that's happened before, but I think that's happened, that's pretty universal. I think, that's, I think that happens to every person does every show. I do. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For for uh, one flew over. You, you don't have to sit there if you don't want to. <laughs> Thank you. That was very Thank brave you, of you Stacey. for telling us that story. I know you don't. (laughs) Yeah, for one flew over the cuckoo's nest. We in the very beginning we take a broom away from Chief, and we kind of throw it. Well, I throw it, and there was one time where it almost went into the audience. Oh, but luckily (laughs) it was stopped by some chairs, 
but yeah, that definitely could have been an emergency moment. Oh, when we were doing Othello, I can't remember which show it was. It might have been the student show, but they were doing a sword fight, and one of the swords was very deftly removed from the actor's hand, <laughs> and it flew straight into the audience. Oh, so I did not know that. He just like jumped off stage and got it. <laughs> like it was no big deal. It just flow like, with it. Just go. Take this now. You're, You're in the splash zone. <laughs> During an ACT production. Shakespeare is dangerous. <laughs> Sorry. So we've got another, um, we've got a lot more uh, audience participation this year, which I love. Yeah, Ooh, this one's, yeah. The theater was established in 1954. How has it evolved since then, and what are the plans for the future? There's a lot to go into there. Um, and that is one of the plans we have for the future, is going into that history, actually. Um, this coming year is, like I said, it's a special year. It's an anniversary year for us. So, like, we aren't quite ready to announce the season yet, but that will be coming soon. But we can tell you that the theme of this season is ACT Remembers, and it's uh, we're kind of digging into our past, some of our greatest hits from, uh, from the days of yore up to now. Um, and a big part of the initiative there is going to be about telling our story, telling who we are, where we've come from, where we're going. Um, there's a, how we've evolved in the past 60 years is a, there's a lot there. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's a lot to play wise, right. play wise, structure wise. I think it's impressive that it's, it's very difficult to sustain something that is this creative and it involves this many people and this many, um, well, this many people giving of their time because yeah, none all of volunteers. us are paid at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it takes so much work and so much dedication and you can't do it with just a few people. You need to have a huge um, range of people who have all different amounts of time to give and all different kinds of skills and talents and passion and interest. And it says a lot about the Abilene community over the past 60 years yeah. that they've been able to commit and sustain and continually work together in this way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think right now we're we're making strides, big, huge strides into kind of revamping everything. It, like you can see the logo behind us. Mm -hmm. uh, Jed made that uh, actually it came into effect this season. We yeah. whenever we did with with the money that we got last year with Abilene Gifts, mm -hmm. we renovated this whole lobby, and part of that was introducing the new logo. Yeah, um, so we are revamping it. Oh yeah, you know, it is on the new shirts. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And definitely giving a little update. So that, that's definitely one of the things that we're, we're yeah. doing. And there's more to come in the future. Yeah. It's, it's hopefully a new marquee. Yes, a marquee. We're really marquee. close on that. Yes. $300 away from that new marquee. Yes. You can be a part of it. Yes. There's still time. You find us at, yeah, find, find us at abilenegives.org and you can uh, chip in toward that new marquee. And thank you so much to everyone who has so far. Yes. And, and, and if you don't, if you're not in a place to, to give financially right now, then buy, just share our social yeah. media. We have been putting stuff out there all day. Share some of it. That helps us a lot. Absolutely. Um, how does theater affect your daily life? None of us are dramatic at all. No. Yeah, no, there's, <laughs> none of us are dramatic. And, no. Um, what does that mean? I mean, it, it, during, during like the show? Like we're busy. <laughs> During the show, it can take a lot of time out. Um, yeah, it it's, is it's weird because 
during the show, there are times when you get exhausted and whatever. But most of the time, people go through what's called uh, the post-show depression. Post-show depression mm-hmm. is the worst. And so even though through the whole show, you know, you had spots where you were like, ah, I have rehearsal or whatever. Right oh. after the show, there's always usually a post-show depression where you're like, I want to do another show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think um, in a lot of ways it's tiring, it's a big time commitment, but every single bit of it is exciting, it's enjoyable, you get to work with people and meet people and do something different than your nine to five job and mm-hmm. you know making the same five meals for your children every single day. Um, so it's nice to get to do something different and use that different part of your brain. and. In his uh, video from the Marquee earlier, Mike Stevens, another one of our uh, longtime volunteers, uh, made a point about ACT being the place where they'll let me be as weird as I need to be. Yeah. And that's kind of a, um, like in high school, I had this group of friends who we all liked the same music and we were into the same stuff, and it was the, but ACT is a place where I feel like I have fit more than mm-hmm. other places. And is the exact opposite of that. It's not a group of people who are, it it is a group of people from all walks of life, all ages, uh, gender and sexual identities, all belief systems. It's uh, people who are into all kinds of different pop culture. It's it's a really wildly varied group of people who are all united by our love for this thing and this place. And that diversity and that difference creates a much more real sense of belonging. Yeah. yeah. And it's, but so it's, found family, sorry. Found family, that's a good term, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. And there's this is Tyler. Tyler, Tyler and Stacy are sitting the, over there off camera. Yeah. They're being afraid. Sneaky. Stacy did, uh, there's, there's Ty, hey, Tyler. 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 Tyler was with us last year too at the, uh, yeah. didn't do in the podcast. I met Tyler uh, with one foot over the cuckoo's nest. We've been friends ever since. That was we were the show. we were the orderly we were assholes we were the orderlies <laughs> yeah, I we were the orderlies and hey, we but treated you the girl up. we tried <laughs> we treated all the patients like crap I think we laughed during electric shock therapy mm-hmm. it was fun oh yeah it was fun times shaw 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 um what was your favorite stage role and why oh man I have mm. two. Because they're different genres. By all go means. Ahead. Oh, oh. I don't have mine yet. You go. Oh, go ahead. So, uh, comedy-wise, I would say Raynard with um, Christmas Bells. Uh, Stacy is over just... there making heart faces because you're talking about Pharaoh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, actually, Pam Jones, who's right here, directed that. Yep. Uh, I was actually lucky because I wasn't able to make regular rehearsals, and she stayed behind one night to allow me to audition and I came in and did the audition for Rainer to got the role and it was it was just a, an amazing role for myself as far as um, a comedy role. Thank Aww. you. And then drama wise I would say um, the Indian in Indian Wants the Bronx. Um, it was the first time I'd ever done any kind of drama also stage combat I mean, I, I put my own body through the ringer for that one. Yeah. I was thrown all around that stage. But it was a powerful message and a powerful show. And 
and just the audience reactions from those from that show mm -hmm. it was it was well worth it that was another one where I think uh, put everyone in a somber mood when it was yeah. over yeah. that was yeah yeah. Yeah. Luckily, they put it last. <laughs> yeah, in the middle of the show with all, these other all the other comedies. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, uh, just hearing the audience's reactions, like after the lights went out, it was it was well worth it. Yeah, that, that was one of those where it's like it's this night of comedy followed by a forty-five minute anxiety <laughs> attack. Basically, <laughs> so I watching it like that sounds fun. It was. I I remember being very disappointed that Daryl Vincent's character did not end that show by being hit by a bus, right? <laughs> <laughs> because that's a shout out to Daryl Vincent for pl very convincingly playing a really horrible guy. Yeah. It was <laughs> well done. We were all pretty good in that. It was very oof. Yeah. Uh, but favorite uh, me uh, one of my favorite definitely would have been Lloyd from Noises Off oh, that was yeah. because he was such he was this quick-witted sarcastic just real asshole of a dude <laughs> and it was it, it's uh before Dial In for Murder that's the most I closest I'd come to like playing the villain and they always talk about how fun it is to play the villain he isn't you know there isn't necessarily a villain in that play but he is He's probably one. He's he's a pretty rotten guy, and uh, there's just a lot of fun in that to to embody that character and to toss these uh, witty barbed ripper tossing smartass remarks back and forth with my castmates all night. <laughs> You're, oh, you're trying to make room for Taylor, as I think. But now you're like cut off halfway off. It's good. Oh, there she is. And we're back. And okay, we're back. hooray. So, apologize for technical difficulties that uh, we think we've got them worked out. But we know we've been going for a while, so uh, we'll finish the question we were on. We'll answer a few more up, and then we'll uh, we'll call it a night. But stick with us even after the podcast recording is over because we are going to be up here at ACT until this night is over. Uh, I'm not speaking necessarily for everyone here, but no. I'm going to be at least. Two hours. We've yeah. got two hours. So, we only um, need $300 yes, $300 yes. more. Yes, so, $300 more dollars. $300 in two hours. It'll buy our silence. It's the thing, yeah, we've been saying is like that, that, uh, that, that, that $300 in two hours will make us shut up. Yeah. Until yeah. next May. If you want Clear us off here sooner, feed. yes, and you won't have to deal with us begging for money again until until next until next May. Right. But um, so to uh, rejoin the conversation, we were talking about our favorite roles. Jeremy and I had gone. Tyler, what do you? Okay, so I've got it narrowed down to three because I'm super indecisive and can't make a decision to save my life. You should try playing D and D with him sometime. Um, yeah. <laughs> when I actually show up. Oh. 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 Anyways, uh, Cuckoo's Nest, Aid Warren, probably one of my favorite shows ever. Uh, really good cast, and at least two of those cast members are, are here with, with us yeah. right now. Stacy, who you saw earlier, is here. She was. And, she told a story from and, that show, yeah. and Jeremy also. Um, yeah. The role in particular was not me 
and it actually helped me work through a few things. Just I had a healthy portal of expressing some things that I hadn't had a chance to express. Um, the other two are Beethoven from Doxy's God and um, Huck in a friend's adaptation of Midsummer. Oh, yeah. mm. Those are the most like me that I've played. Um, I think Beethoven's probably closest to me as a person in general, and then Puck was basically me without a filter. Yeah. <laughs> which was. Puck's a cool character. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's Puck's pretty cool. cool. A yeah. crap ton of fun. I believe that. Awesome. Um, I don't know. I spent oh, all of that awesome. time when we were down. We were not gone thinking for like an hour. Yeah, yeah, you had all like, this time to that think. That was her answer. Like, after an hour, you know what? Yeah, I don't I know. I haven't decided yet. <laughs> I don't actually like. I don't really know what I want to eat. No. Whatever you want, dear. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but not that. <laughs> but not that. Not that. No, not not the. Not I think I think my two favorite roles since I've come back to ACT have been in Same Time Next Year and Othello because those were the two I've had. We got kicked, <laughs> but they were good. Those they were, were both good. really good shows. Good. I really loved Same Time Next Year. Yeah, I really was... loved that show. That will probably end up being one of my favorite things that I've done as a grown person, not in college. We we fun. got kicked off of here too, Robbie. Yeah, yeah. It was, we, yeah. We, you got kicked off because we got kicked off. Yeah. So yeah. don't worry, my dude. We're but we're all back now, so yes. we're good. Yeah, Stacey, do you have a, a favorite role? Um, I think like Tyler, I have like three favorite roles and all for different reasons um zora block in i thought that I might have, be one of your answers i have played her twice and the second time was so it was after being an act volunteer and on stage and backstage and directing and being in the booth it was therapy Eight years of therapy unleashed on that <laughs> stage. Which I was so excited to be with you in that show when you're because for those who know Zora Block, the character is a, a theater manager in, in the show Expect, Inspecting Carol, and that role was Stacy's very first at ACT. Yes, and then like five, six it years was, later, yeah, about, we did Inspecting yeah. Carol again, and you were once again cast as Zora. Yes, it was my and very first ACT role, so it's always going to be very, very special. It's the biggest role I'd ever had on stage when I came back to theater, and I always played bit roles before that. It was a Bob Barton production, so that's it also makes it very special because it was Bob's last full season. Yeah. Um, I learned a lot from that production, and, and then it opened me up to ACT, and I learned a lot. And then I got to put myself through therapy on stage for two hours a night and take it out and just yell and <laughs> scream and be dramatic and be that this was a fun diva. Show. It's a lot of fun. Um, DJ Waverly Dubberly or Dubberly Waverly, who I played for three years on our stage, um, and just the the family that came out of the Pharaoh Productions with Dearly Beloved and Christmas Bells and Southern Hospitality, and all the jokes that we are still saying <laughs> nine, eight, nine years later. Eight years. Um, you ate all them corn dogs, didn't you? Um, and then corn that dogs factor. That was a ring. Yeah, they they come in in this show too. So there's a lot of nods to Pharaoh, and especially being a, in a, with this 
cast coming back together. Yeah, there are, there, are, there are a fair number of Pharaoh people in the current yeah. Dearly Departed cast, aren't there? Yeah. Yeah. Um, including the Pharaoh director. And I played GJ three seasons in a row in the November show. So I got to watch her and I got to take her from a really introverted, shy vet tech um, who met her crush and started, she got together with her crush and then she got engaged to her crush and then they had been married for five years. And just taking that journey with GJ was really special. And then um, my other favorite role, for completely different reasons, was um, Lana in It's a Wonderful Life, the live radio play, because... It was a fun show, too. I got to do so many voices, and I didn't know that I liked doing voices. I, I've always done voices, but I didn't know how much I liked them <laughs> until I did that show, and I got to... And I voiced Again, such a... Again, you should try playing Being Dear with her sometime. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, <Sure>. <laughs> what you didn't see is I started to make the face that helps make the voice for one of my really obnoxious D and D characters. A character whose voice we hated so much that we gladly we killed off that we killed her. Why? We killed Why? her. Would you do such a thing to well, her? Well, I mean, she was murdered. <laughs> no, we 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 killed her. No, so ma'am. We conspired with the DM to come up with a story reason that we had to kill that character so that she would have to play something else. Thank you. She was a gnome. She was dead. (laughs) So um, not only did I have that obnoxious voice, I I voiced Zuzu, I voiced Ruth, I voiced some different commercials, and um, Violet. So um, And then getting to give the iconic line at the end of the play... Mm -hmm. Daddy, every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. So that was a lot of fun, and I really creepy. good at creepy kid voices, man. <laughs> really good creepy. at creepy You're kid voices. You're not the first person to oh tell her that. <laughs> you don't know the half of It's way weirder when you see her doing this. No, yeah, seriously. <laughs> so creepy. So yeah. That was a weird mix of Elmo and the Jackalope. It was. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So um, <laughs> we talked a little about how do you get involved at ACT? You show Walk up in. and express interest. Yeah. Show up. Uh, my kid is a performer. How do I get my little star on the stage? Ooh. Push. No. <laughs> Kick him. One way is to wait till till we are doing a show that involves some children, bring them up to audition. But another probably quicker, more direct way is to bring them by our Center for Theater Education, which the CTE is not centered just around you know a children's theater, but one of the biggest programs in CTE is our children's, children's theater. The, yeah. There's two, two semesters, the spring and fall semester, and then there's usually a summer musical. We're not doing the summer musical this year because we're making next year's summer musical a bigger production yes. for Peter Pan. Yeah, that'll be a fun uh, thing to see. But um, bring the age children to that is, when that comes. That's a way yeah. to get them on stage. Yeah. For that, the age limit's eight. Yep. Um, and then, like he said, just being on the Facebook page, you will see if any of the regular shows need kids, which sometimes they do. Mm-hmm. And you'll uh, see I when to, when registration opens for a CTE semester and things like that. Yeah. And the kids are ages eight to fifteen, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no. For regular shows, it just really depends on what the show. Yeah. Like, right. For for Cat and Hot Tin Roof, I needed two kids, uh, and they they could have been younger than eight, but yeah. 
yeah, for, for CT, it's the, the age limit's eight. It goes to 15. But it's a great way for, to get them involved. Is ACT a professional theater? Short answer, no. no. We are 100% volunteer driven. We are 100% volunteer driven nonprofit organization whose mission it is to engage and educate and entertain our community through the performing arts. And uh, that means we want you to be a part of it. That ties into like the things we've been talking about. That, yeah. that uh, we're not, we are, we are a teaching theater. Mm -hmm. I'm not a uh, professional theater. Well, and, and you <laughs> made the sorry. point when we were looking at these questions earlier that, that you hope that we do hold ourselves to a certain professional yeah. standard. Yeah. Like, like we, we do put we, on great performances. Right. And, 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 and we treat talked about. each performance and show yes. like yeah, we, professionally. We have, we have standards and expectations yeah. as mm -hmm. far as like being on time, being respectful, being a team player, but right. we all have day jobs. Right. It's, it's, uh, it, it, it is something that we do because we are volunteers. We are all fitting this in between our day jobs and our families and our lives. So it is something we do because we love it. It is, it is absolutely from all of us here. It is a, it's a passion project. It is a, a labor of love because you, yeah. You don't because we you can don't tell because we yeah. don't get paid for it. Yeah. We, if we didn't like we, we put we put we put this kind of time and effort and and this portion of our lives into this because we love it, mm -hmm. and we want to share that love with with others. We want this found family to grow. So if you have like a bucket list and say I've always wanted to do that, I've always wanted to try that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Come in. Yes. And, That's um, learn. We'll mm -hmm. teach you. Um, and if you don't like to be on the stage, there's always, always something to be done. Um, you can, you know, it's, it can be as simple as pushing a piece of furniture onto the stage in a semi-blackout. Yeah. Um, so, because not everybody wants to have the stage light on their face. They like to be part of a production, but they'd rather be unseen. And that's another thing, too, that, that we are not a theater that that holds the actors up on a pedestal and then the tech crew is you know the peons we're yeah, like we, it, we want uh, we i think everybody every, every, is everything yeah. oh yeah and, well, and we that's something we firmly no believe every there. actor should work crew at some point and yeah. everyone like it's you make your crew mad your your pieces don't get moved your costumes <laughs> don't get you, clean. your show doesn't happen without um, the crew you don't get the lights up on you know if you make your light up mad Mm -hmm. Your lights aren't going to come up. Yeah. Um, you know, you might have a doorbell ring in the wrong place. <laughs> that no, phone no. might never ring, and you'll just make out forever. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey! hey. <laughs> Wait, that never second. happened. No, it, but I mean, we're we're joking about that. That doesn't happen. That might happen during a rehearsal. That is. Um, we're we, we talking about standards. That's not going to happen during a performance. Right. But you you do have to crew works just every bit as hard as your actor and they have to know the show and they have to know everybody's lines instead mm -hmm. of an actor knowing one person's lines crew so, has to know um, all the cues so you know if an actor doesn't say their cue line loud enough maybe the phone does ring forever <laughs> that never happens <laughs> <laughs> but she talks about you know whatever aspect of the theater you're interested in like you'll notice that Stacy does not like to spend much time on camera she also doesn't necessarily spend a lot of time on the stage like there are times when you get a bug yeah. and you go out for but you seem to find a lot more joy like stage, stage managing, managing 
and working behind the scenes to make a thing happen. Like, yeah, I mean, of, I like, I like. And I've seen I'm you a, do a lot more of I'm that. I'm a notorious control freak backstage, so. Yes. Um, and, and some people like that and some people don't, but I want the show to run. To work right. Um, and to work well and, and to look good. And there are so many moving parts to a show there, there that you've got to be. And yeah. so you've got to know where the props are. So like I, I stage managed and AD'd Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. And before the show, I'm sweeping the stage while I'm checking props and calling time and um, just making sure that everything's ready to go so when Jeremy got up on stage for his director's speech he knew that the second he stepped off in the stage the lights were going to go dark and the show was going to start so um and that takes a lot that takes a team you know you have to have somebody good in the booth too and um yeah, yeah it's and it's a challenge, and there's a lot of... And, okay, in rehearsals tonight, I went to go get my pencil out of my purse and change my market blocking note, and everybody asked, are you getting glow tape out of your purse? <laughs> no, I'm not quite that bad. I have safety pins. The thing is that no one would be surprised if you carried glow yeah. tape in your purse. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> in a bag at home. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, we'll go... Um, like I said, we've been going for a while, so we'll make these the last three questions of the night. Someone had a very specific question. Will you ever serve wine slash popcorn? <laughs> it's funny. You can't see this, but our uh, board president Ginger Vincent is over there mouthing her answer from in the uh, in the the, the room that that's called the concession stand. Thank you. I know English. Right there. Me here talk good. No bad talk to. Right, but. Uh, but yes, and her answer is very much what we were all saying. Uh, wine? Maybe. Popcorn? No. That's not happening. Unless it's, you want to vacuum the entire theater every right. day. Right. It's messy. I'm like, we get the popcorn is delicious and great, but uh, have you ever looked at the Thor floor of a movie theater when you walked out of it? God, no. The Thor. The Thor. And and also it's uh, it's super noisy popcorn yeah. and crunchy thing. That's one of the reasons we don't serve a lot of things like uh, chips and crackers and stuff. In a movie in our... theater, you can't interrupt the. That's why we're not eating the... chips right now. <laughs> in the movie theater, you can't interrupt the. Look in your eyes, change there a little bit. Oh no, she knows there's chips over there. It's yeah. just. You're not but... supposed to eat chips while you're talking. I have been kind of slurping on this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, product placement. The wine. Uh, it's it's a mess. <laughs> That's a question. I've been in therapy for a while trying to answer that question, but no. Um, <laughs> go ahead. We're still. No, the the wine is a maybe. Yes. The... We shall see. Who knows? Um, why? Oh, it's another heavy one. Why are the arts important to the community? I have actually seen a lot of attempts to answer that question on Facebook today because mm -hmm. of Abilene Gives and the number of nonprofits and things like that that are trying to like, um, I guess not just inspire people to donate money, but to like give you a good enough reason to shell out a little cash. Mm. Um, but I think um, for me, it comes down to kind of an understanding of the way the world works and the kind of world that I want to live in and the kind of community that I want to be a part of. Um, 
I can't imagine um, a house with children in it that hasn't had a terrible crayon picture put up somewhere at some point, or a wadded up ball of paper that was origami. And, and it was special, so you needed to hang on to it. Do you know how many colored menus I have thrown away? So many. But in their minds at that moment, it was all art. And um, I think that that's not something that we ever get rid of. We don't ever lose no. that desire to make something, whether it's doilies or painting or building a set or lighting it or being on stage and creating a character or directing the people who are doing all of these things at once. I think all of us are born with a desire to make the world beautiful and to express something emotionally and to try and um, learn about the world by experiencing maybe what other people might be feeling or thinking. And I think that's what art allows you to do, is mm -hmm. to learn more about yourself and about your world and about what it might look like if. Art's been around as long as we've had people. You think about cave wall drawings, you think about stories that have been told around the campfire and handed down for, through generations and passed on orally, then they became written. You think about the evolution of performance, theater, the Greeks, and all of the theater history that we were subjected to in school. Or, um, Theater is one of those art forms where it's the theater of the moment. Every, it's not like a movie where you can see the exact same performance again and again and again and again. That performance that you leave on that stage is never going to happen that way. But you, it gives you an opportunity to explore being somebody else. Mm -hmm. What would it be like if I was this aspect of my personality or if I tried to be the villain? I'm not a villain in real life. What if I was the villain for a few minutes? Mm -hmm. I think we all, and it goes down to humans by nature put themselves in other positions and they rehash arguments mm -hmm. with one another or they, they imagine conversations and how this would go. Mm -hmm. We get to do that on stage and you get to watch and you get to share that with us or experience something. Um, so giving people an outlet for that also, when then you get into the other aspects of the arts, um, problem solving and project building and um, getting to outlet creatively things that we may not get to do in our everyday life. Mm -hmm. Builds like, empathy in a human being. Yeah. yeah. Which and I is think it a cornerstone to being a functioning person, I think. And I don't think it matters if it's a light and fluffy show that is comedy and goofy and funny or if it's something incredibly serious and somewhat historical and genuinely moving like peace of my heart or doubt. I don't I don't I don't think it has to be sad and heavy to be important. Because we, we experience a range of emotions in our lives and we want to engage in an emotional experience. And so we, we seek that out. We seek to express it and we seek to witness it. And it's all about having a safe place to just enjoy something that is living and breathing and beautiful for a moment that expresses something that maybe touches you or maybe not but you get to be there for it because it'll never happen again because theater's temporary. Well, and I think I was struck by you stating that we're, that, uh, we're all driven to create in some way. And I think there's a, a Jackson Pollock quote that I've always really liked where he said that, that, that art is living. Like whether 
that, that there's a much broader sense of the word art than people usually mean when they say artist. Mm -hmm. that, uh, that, that all of life is a game of creation. And it, it's all, all a game of construction and building and creating, whether you are using a pen or a paintbrush or a shovel and a jackhammer and a, and a, like whatever it is you do, there's a there is something some form of desire to create in inherent in humanity. I think, yeah. and I, th I think yeah, I think art is being alive. Art is living, and mm -hmm. and art saves lives, art changes, forces you to change the way you look at the world and experience the world. It's like you're talking about, it, it engenders empathy, which is mm -hmm. key to being human. It's, yeah. it's, yeah. And I think it's important in our community because this is such, um, this is such a, this is such a unique, diverse, multi-talented group of people. Mm -hmm. And there's so many opportunities to connect with so many different aspects of your community, so many different aspects of your community here. Um, and we keep trying to find new ways of doing that and not just being us doing our theater thing all the time, but trying to find new ways to connect with other nonprofits in the area and bring in, um, bring in more people. We always want more people with more experiences that we can share. Yeah, we want it to reflect, um, we want our art to reflect our community mm -hmm. and um, with bringing the diversity of the Abilene and the West Central Texas area. Um, what are the problems going on in our area? How can we express that? How can we envision that through the lives of somebody on stage. It's a safe place to do that. Mm -hmm. and, um, also, why it's important to the community, some of the, just the basic skills that you get oh, yeah. from um, participating in an organization that is as diverse in needs as a volunteer-driven theater. You can learn, you can do, um, my daughter learned cash handling skills at the mm -hmm. concession stand. Um, we learned how to build a set. We've, there's, you know, you have to consider staying on a budget, mm -hmm. uh, time constraints, working with deadlines, learning your lines on a deadline, mm -hmm. how to put together a show for no money. Yeah. Um, we learned that Problem every time. solving. Problem yeah. solving. Problem solving. Working as part of a team. Yes. It's a great team building exercise. It is. Um, you learn how to be a team member and a leader. And a leader. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I learned how to. All my management skills that I use at work came from starting off as a stage manager here. Yeah. So, lastly, um, Stacey, if you want to come be on camera again, just real quick for this, because this question is pertinent to you. What's next on our stage? Oh, well, you Tyler. Can, it's also pertinent to me, it's too. Also yes. So Tyler. Why don't, why don't Tyler and Stacy tell us about what's next on ACT's stage? Okay. Okay, so what's next on our stage? I've just... Come in here. You look pretty for me. Um, we're doing Dearly Departed, um, which is by... Excuse me while I look at my script right here. By the author. By the authors. These are the authors. Um, David Botrell and Jesse Jones. This is a, uh, it's a play set around a funeral and the backwoods of the Bible Belt, it's literally on the back of the script. Yeah. And um, it is a delightful mix of characters that are coming together 
for Uncle Raybud's funeral. You you know these characters. You, do. you you have these characters as part of you for your family, your church, your office. People you went to school with. People you went to school with. It's, People yeah. who never left high school. Um, and you said that, that probably that you if there if there are people Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah you you were talking uh, you talked about the Pharaoh plays earlier the fan that our patrons who were fans of those shows will get there's, there's a little touch of it that there's uh, yeah, yeah if sort you of were a spiritual successor to those shows if you yeah this play actually comes before Jesse Jones is one of the writers of the Pharaoh plays. Um, oh, I didn't know that. And Jones Hope and Wooten. He's right, the Jones right. of Jones Hope and okay. Wooten. Yeah, yeah. Um, and those were really um, great shows. Our audiences really liked them. They, they felt like they knew the people on the stage. And um, you're going to feel some of these characters. First of all, the cast is going to be very familiar if you're a fan of those shows because a lot of us have gotten to come back together on stage in different yep. roles. Um, some of them have actually been gone a while so it'll yeah be nice, yeah a it's nice been a while work. since uh, matter of fact dana hasn't been back since a pharaoh play yeah. yep. um so dana's coming back yay tracy's been on, been on. Heart. um you get a lot to see a lot of the people that, that were in plays a while yeah back, so it's and nice. it's hilarious it's absolutely um it, and it's these are real people. It, I've seen this production done where they're played as cartoony or characters, but um, it's really important to realize that these are real people and they have real lives and real things going on that they may or may not want you to know about. And, um, and But funny things happen in life and sometimes they just all happen at one time and you get to see it on our stage and enjoy it with us. All right, so before we sign off, do we want to give them one last uh, Evelyn Gibbs update? See where yeah. we are. It has, yes. has, it, has it moved Ollie. any since the last time we talked? Out of the camera again. It's getting Fair. desperate. It is currently at $3,860. Oh, Not counting the cash donations. So we are currently at. Four thousand seven hundred and thirty dollars. Very close. Oh, we're so it's, close. What time is it? About two hundred. We have about an hour and a half left. About an hour and a half an to get those last couple hundred dollars. Two hundred seventy. Two hundred seventy bucks. That's all we need. Please give us money. Two hundred seventy bucks so these guys can go to bed. Yes. yes. We're very tired. Go to bed. We're tired. Stop bothering. We're out of tacos. We'll be back in thirty minutes money. if it's not yes. done. <laughs> all right. So all right. the show is signing off. But like I said, uh, we'll still be here for a bit. So. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you to my friends who have joined me as well tonight. Thanks for we'll, letting us crash. Yeah, oh, absolutely. The more the merrier. <laughs> we'll do it again next year. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, Stop geez. it. How Stop it. there you have it i hope that you were able to tell by listening to this how much fun we had recording this i have a blast doing this every year i look forward to abilene gives 
every year. It's, it's a really, really fun time. It's an exhausting time, but it's a lot of fun. I want to thank my friends who sat down with me, Amanda, Jeremy, Tyler, and Stacy. I want to thank everyone who sent in questions, everyone who's listened, whether it was during the live recording or whether it was to this recording, uh, everyone who participated in the chat room, and of course, everybody who donated to Abilene Gives, everybody who came by and helped, everybody who donated money to the cause. Uh, Abilene Gives has been really good to us every single year, and this year was no exception. And I have to say, not only were you good to us, Abilene, you were good to your area nonprofits in the main. The Community Foundation last year uh, raised around $500,000, I want to say, and so they set a goal for this year's Abilene Gives of $600,000. And uh, Abilene, you came out and donated very nearly $730,000 to your area nonprofits, and that's just an incredible amount of money. That's uh, your generosity was very much on display and we love you for it. We appreciate it very, very greatly. And of course, I want to thank Community Foundation of Abilene for putting this on every year. And all right, with that, I'm signing off and you'll be hearing for us again. Uh, you'll be hearing from Sam and I again with another episode of AZT's Third Stage Podcast here very soon.